Good morning, everyone. Bang, bang. There was blood in the streets a year ago. March 12th, 2020 will be a day that financial investors will never forget. Bitcoin fell over 50% in a single day. Every other asset was in a free fall as well. Circuit breakers were tripped every few hours, it seemed, in the stock market. Investors were full of fear. They couldn't sell every liquid asset in their portfolio fast enough. The pandemic had hit full stride. The NBA was shutting down. Countries around the world were going into lockdown. The S&P 500 dropped 7% the second it opened. The Dow Jones was down over 8%. Oil and gold were both suffering a similar fate. It was ugly, but not everyone was scared. The liquidity crisis was actually quite obvious to those who understood how investor psychology and markets interact. The morning of March 12th, I wrote a letter to each of you titled, The Liquidity Crisis Will Drive Monetary Stimulus, Which Will Force the Adoption of Sound Money Properties. I started that letter off with the following, quote, We are watching history unfold. There will be books written about the events that are transpiring in financial markets right now. Every day feels like a month. Fear and panic are dominating the minds of most people. As I wrote earlier this week, though, like most things in life, this too shall pass, end quote. Next, I highlighted a simple framework for investors to think through what was happening. One, COVID-19 had officially been labeled a pandemic by the uh, World Health Organization. The necessary response requires social distancing and shutting down of large gatherings or various forms of economic activity. Two, the virus was grinding economies around the world to a halt. And three, the structural flaws in various markets are exposed when economies slow down, including too much leverage and a lack of liquidity. The key piece to preparing investors for what was about to happen in the coming days was the identification of the liquidity crisis. Some people saw fear, but fear is a psychological concept, and a liquidity crisis is a market structure manifestation of the fear. I went on to write, quote, unfortunately, we are watching a liquidity crisis play out in real time. These liquidity issues are well understood structurally, but feel much worse than expected when they occur in reality. A liquidity crisis means that investors all rush to the exit doors at the same time, but there are so many sellers that bought than buyers that investors actually have a hard time offloading their assets for cash. Quite literally, investors begin aggressively lowering the price they are willing to accept for each asset in exchange for the cash, which they are desperately seeking right now. This is why you are seeing any asset with a liquid market tanking so hard right now. End quote. As if that wasn't enough to grab people's attention, I went on to show what had happened to gold during the 2008 financial crisis. Quote, during the 2008 global financial crisis, gold dropped in price by more than 30%, leading into the depths of the real pain. This isn't because gold is a bad store of value or that it had lost safe haven status after 5,000 years. It is because gold has a liquid market and investors need liquidity over everything else. Even though gold fell 30% during the six-month liquidity crisis, the asset still went from approximately $650 in 2006 to over $1,800 in 2011. Why? Because people ran to gold when they feared that the United States would default on debt, that the U.S. monetary policy measures were a bad idea, and or that inflation was rising. Simply, gold served as a store of value and safe haven asset over the full timeline of the crisis, but it succumbed to the liquidity crisis during the worst six months, end quote. So let's take a look at what actually happened to Bitcoin during the liquidity crisis. Simply, it was in free fall just like every other asset. The difference is that Bitcoin is a more volatile asset. So while other assets went down 15 to 30% in price, Bitcoin was down 50%. As I always say, volatility is not inherently bad. It is a positive thing when it works in your favor and a negative thing when it goes against you. You need volatility for prices to move upwards if you're long. 
But the week of March 12th, 2020 was a bad volatility period for the holders of the digital currency. Here is the funny thing, though. If you zoom out and look at Bitcoin's price chart from about a year before the liquidity crisis till today, you can barely even see that 50% drop in price. And I've included a great chart to look at. As we continue to discuss in this letter, long-term holders have a significant advantage over the weak-handed short-term traders. Humans are emotional. We succumb to fear and greed. But if you have deep conviction in a thesis and refuse to allow the short-term price movements to affect your decision-making, you will do fairly well over the long-term. My favorite analysis is the holistic comparison of various assets across financial return, volatility, compound growth, and sharp ratio. The folks at CaseBitcoin.com highlight just how attractive of an asset the digital currency has become. Lastly, don't forget about the safe haven status that everyone was contemplating over the last few years. The big question was what would happen to Bitcoin in a market downturn? Would it survive? Would it thrive? We now have an answer to that question. Bitcoin was the single best asset that you could have held during the market uncertainty and chaos. The return, sharp ratio, and overall reduction of risk in a portfolio are unrivaled. Pretty crazy to think about in hindsight. Bitcoiners have done the work. They understand the asset in the market. The conclusion of Bitcoin's dominance is not that of a religious zealot, but rather the product of a deep analysis of all options. They are being proven accurate in that analysis, which can be frustrating to those who reached a different conclusion years ago. That doesn't mean that it is over, though. Bitcoin is actually just getting started in all likelihood. Time will tell how far into this journey we really are. Have a great start to your week, and I'll talk to everyone tomorrow.